If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by you at patreon.com slash frogpants. A lot of the content you get on Frog Pants Studios comes from your support at patreon.com slash frogpants. Consider supporting it today. Even a dollar a month would make a huge difference. There's different levels, all kinds of cool stuff. So go check it out if you haven't already. And to those who have, thanks. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the instance, episode 484 of the show. We are here to talk about WoW and all things Blizzard. My name is Scott Johnson, joined by Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Hello. How's Hi. it going, Mr. I'm, Johnson? I'm fine. I got a lot of shrines to find. I got a lot of stuff for my little <laughs> link man to figure out so we can save the world and stop Calamity Ganon once and for all. I, that's that's so funny you know i that's what i have to do as well mm, that's yeah. weird i feel like we've all, so <laughs> the job is clear yeah. <laughs> uh that game well, i'll talk about I, I have a thing to say about that in relation to blizzard here in a second but before i do of course willie dills gregory from austin texas hello willie dills gregory hello hello Hi. uh i am not going to be saving hyrule today mm. uh, gonna wait gonna wait on that not a console gamer very mm. much not really are you no no, uh, it, it's nope. and which is typically I'm not that much of one either. But there's something magical about Nintendo's best efforts, and um, this is certainly one of them. Uh, pretty much universal praise for this thing across the board. And what I thought was interesting about it is over the last couple of weeks, it is not unusual to find prominent Blizzard developers and designers and some of the bigger names that we know um, talking a whole lot about. Uh, Breath of the Wild and how the game is a little bit of a kind of a masterclass in uh, game design. Patrick and I talked about this on his Pixel show the other day a little bit, but more and more you're seeing those guys talk about it. And I'm always reminded that so much of what works in, especially in World of Warcraft, a lot of that stuff can be traced back to like some simple Nintendo roots. Like boss battles and raids are basically Bowser fights. They're more complex but they distilled that concept down of figure out what you have to do. In this case, do it as a group, but figure out what you have to do to take the thing down. And then once you've got the patterns, the dance, the moves, the, the gear, of course, all that stuff. Especially the dance. Especially I, mean, I the always dance, dance when, I, when I'm raiding. <laughs> always no, the no dance. No matter what happens, I'm dancing. Yes, you're the lord of the dance um, when it comes to that. But you know what I'm saying? Like those things are, those yeah. roots are there. And they'll even, I mean, they've even said as much in interviews and things. But I always find that uh, interesting how much, how, how big of Nintendo fans you'll find at, at Blizzard. Well, the thing is, you know, it's really uh, the reason why you have such rabid 
Nintendo fanboys everywhere is not just because they're idiot Nintendo fanboys. It's because Nintendo is kind of, you know, one of the very few companies that are at the summit of game design. And I think every game developer in the world looks at what they do and thinks, you know, looks at it as a source of inspiration and learning and i i saw a tweet go by a few uh hours or days ago it was basically someone tweeting something about zelda um breath of the wild about the weapons and someone said uh oh i think nintendo has been uh, looking at uh, dark souls for inspiration over the past few years ha 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 and then you have the dark souls account that replies well to be if we're being honest everyone has been looking at nintendo for inspiration for years mm -hmm. so you know it's that that sentiment that there are only very few companies that are a consensus over regardless of how well they do uh commercially uh, there's a consensus amongst the industry that they are masters at the craft mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and uh, and certainly at blizzard but i think i don't think it's it's uh, specific to blizzard but certainly at blizzard as well uh, there's a lot of reverence for what nintendo does and consists what nintendo has consistently done for 30 years now and they've never compromised themselves they might have uh, as i said uh, seen successes and failures sure. but from a game design standpoint from a craft standpoint they are the epitome they idealize what uh i think game designers and game companies would like to achieve from a you know video game uh, artistic and craft um point of view so it's yeah. not surprising i sure. also predict this is just a prediction that may dills you may want to either agree or find discomfort in this but i predict not discomfort well, i don't know why you would but uh, <laughs> I predict Hearthstone ends up on the Switch. Just a little, just a little prediction there. I don't think we see That'd any. That'd be cool. I yeah. mean, it's a mobile platform, mm -hmm. so it is. It, it, that that actually is one of the reasons why, because I haven't bought a console. You know, I have a PlayStation Three, but it was actually, you know, gifted to me because somebody upgraded to the Four or something like that. It was like, I'm not really using this. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and I haven't bought a console. I think probably into since maybe PlayStation Two. Was maybe the last console I actually purchased. This is the only one that I've actually had interest in because of that mobile factor, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I look at it and I go, yeah, it looks pretty fun, but it's a console. I always play on my PC. When am I ever going to use this thing? Mm -hmm. And that's always kind of been my issue is that I just feel like I have another thing that I have to like spend time on and I don't really... That doesn't make sense when I'm at home. I'm always just going to play on my PC, right? Sure. But now I've got this option where, oh, if I'm traveling, it's like I can be into this game and then I could take this thing traveling with me. And that makes a lot of sense because I always love, you know, having my iPad and messing around. But iPad games are not that great right. until Hearthstone came along. Yeah. Uh, so to have like actual good games mm -hmm. that I could take along with me places, that does really appeal to me. So. Sure, sure. And then, of course... Like who doesn't like Legend of Zelda, right? No, so no, this stuff is <laughs> yeah, there's you know, many things. Although uh, I will say, every time I've watched and I've tried to stay away a little bit because I do assume that in the future I will be picking up a Switch. But every time I have looked at a stream of people playing, mm -hmm. they're just like sifting through their bags. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, oh no, don't tell no, me you're sifting through bags don't, again. Mm. Don't look at it. Don't don't see it. Be, don't you know? Don't watch streams about Zelda because I think. 
first of all, it's absolutely true what you're saying. It is a portable system first and well, maybe not first and foremost, but it's the the uh, interesting aspect of it is that, yeah. and we don't have any other mobile systems that offer gamers like us who like games, you know, quote unquote, real games. And I don't yeah, want to disparage the game mobile experience. Game. Sure, sure, not sure. A mobile right. game. Right. There are some good games on, on, um, on mobile, but they're usually a different kind of mechanic, different kind of game design and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but one thing that I think might appeal to you with Zelda, and I'm going to bring it back to World of Warcraft here, is what they've managed to achieve in a spectacularly amazing, fantastic way is that feeling of exploration and adventure that I think most people who first played World of Warcraft back in 2006 or five or four um, really enjoyed. You know, it was when you were first discovering Elwyn Forest, if like me, you're a proper player and you play Alliance and, and a human, um, <laughs> you would you would go out of, uh, you know, the little starting area, you would go in Elwyn Forest and then to Stormwind and then you would, you know, cross the uh, frontier between Elwyn and Westfall. And it, w it was that magical sensation of exploration and adventure and the world so immense that you could never see all of it. You know, when you when you realized in WoW that, OK, I've been playing for three hours or four hours and I've seen a couple of zones. I guess there are like 10 zones like this and I'll, you know, go get around to seeing them. And then you zoom out in your map and you're like, holy crap, mm -hmm. how how big is this thing? Yeah. And uh, and and the 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 mesmerizing feeling of, of exploring all of this. So, and a lot of games have tried to do this and some of them have done it to with, with some success and some, a lot of success. The main thing I think a lot of people think of is Skyrim, yeah. but in this Zelda, it's even more. So it brings you back to that time, early world of Warcraft. Of course, you know, it has nothing of the, you know, raiding and dungeons and end game progression and all of that. But yeah. the, the the exploration part, the almost the leveling up part, if you want to call it like that, is transformative in Zelda. Yeah, it's breathtaking. Um, that, and I don't mean that in a <laughs> stupid pun way regarding the name of the game, but it's 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 it, it, it really is, and it's awesome. So people should be checking that out. And um, if you if you believe what uh, Blizzard devs are saying, I just hope they're not so busy playing it that they're not paying attention to the games we need from Blizzard. I hope that's not just you know getting in the way of everything. I guess time will tell. Well, I think as we joked about in Pixels, I think every game developer right now is playing Zelda and taking notes yeah. in the world. Just, Everyone in the world, every team. I mean, yeah. certainly some of them are doing some work. Yeah. But uh, I hope so. Yeah. Well, they're right. They're raising prices in Hearthstone. We'll get to that later. <laughs> a little, uh, little side note about a they're future adjusting. topic. Adjusting. Exactly. Adjusting is the right yeah, word. They, you know, there, there are, there are uh, moments where you have to take a break when you're, uh, switch which you're taking with you everywhere runs out of battery after 15 minutes <laughs> um you know you have a few minutes to um to raise the prices in hearthstone that yeah. leaves you a little bit of free time that, that two or so hours of battery life is kind of a bummer but it's also a really <laughs> it's a really nice two hours i'll say that um yeah. all right let's uh let's dive into this on the World of Warcraft front, Brian Holinka, friend of the show and great member of the uh, dev team, the focus of PvP himself, did a community Q&A. Him and Laura sat down, got on mics, and answered a bunch of questions submitted by the community and talked about some of their future plans. 
this should be interesting. Dills, I know you have a lot of interest in uh, the world of PvP when it comes to World of Warcraft. So I'm curious what you think about a lot of these. We'll start with one that uh, isn't all that significant, but jumped out at me anyway. I guess people are still talking about duels and whether or not duels will adopt the current PvP template uh, that the game has to to the role of duel. So if you're in a town and you you know duel somebody, will you suddenly phase shift or something to basically the the PvP uh, environment that you would normally be in if you were playing PvP and with all the stat changes and everything that happens with that? And basically, um, your gear doesn't matter. Yeah, your gear doesn't matter. Is but I, I, that's a good simple way of saying it. There's a there's, very there's also um, like in the world. Yeah. If you're not in a, like a PvP type area. Your uh, your honor talents like are turned off and stuff too, right? right? So you need to if you really want to be doing like duels, but you're out in the world, you to be able to like turn those on. And I don't there, there's there's yeah there's now there's all these like little weird things that yeah. change depending yeah. on if you're a PvP environment, right? So yeah. they this is what they say. They say there's a very social element to duels. Some people want to go out uh, with their awesome gear and beat people up. The team is looking into applying templates during duels, but it will not be ready for seven point two. Uh, there are a lot of concerns with enabling this. The team needs to do testing to make sure there aren't any exploits. Allowing a one v one or allowing one v one war games is also on the list. I don't know what that sounds like or looks like or would be like in practice, but it sounds interesting on the face of it. One v one war games. I don't know what that means. How do you have a war just one on one? I don't know. It sounds like a well, duel. I mean, have you ever used the current war game system at all? No. How does it explain for those so uninitiated? Basically, you just like let's say you got. Uh, you know, a group of five people or whatever, and then somebody else has a group of five people, and you go, okay, we want a battle. Right. Like, as if we're in a battleground mm-hmm. against our friends. Right. So I want to queue directly against other people that I know, but not, like, in an arena setting and, like, a true battleground setting. So you can do that, uh, but there's, like, no rewards or anything. It's just literally there just so you can do it. It's, like, mm. just a way to enable you to you know, challenge some buddies or something like that. You could also, I mean, I guess you could be using it as like a practice tool, but nobody really at the high end of PvP practices battlegrounds. It's more just there for like a fun thing to do. Hmm. Um, so then essentially you would just do that, but rather than, you know, it would just be rather than like 10 on 10, it would be one on one. Has it ever, has it ever provided, into, has it ever provided any kind of rewards or anything? Do you get no, out no, of no. It? It's, okay. it's like, it's literally like, like casual mode in Hearthstone or something like that, but you're just doing it for fun. Hmm. Like if, if you if you know if you and like, it would actually be really fun for us to do it one of these days because like we just all hanging out. If you had a big group of people and you're like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Well, we could all challenge each other to just a fun battleground that doesn't matter. Yeah, um, and it's really just to to play it. So you could do like but a little. They don't uh, have a one v one. You could do like a little right tournament now. or something. Um, sure, just a single elimination thing that could be pretty fun. Yep. Uh, solo queuing was talked about. Solo queues for rated PvP is a good idea, Brian Holinka says, but the team doesn't want to say yes or no to it right now. And there are a bunch of reasons. I clipped out a few, uh, and we'll see what, if we agree with these. Uh, queue times would, wouldn't be great because of the relative number of healers compared to DPS. Uh, providing yeah. some incentive to heal uh, might help. He says in Overwatch and Heroes, when players queue, or sorry, when players queue their roles, uh, or their role is unidentified or undefined, meaning they're not, you know, it's they're just in there as people. They haven't really picked anything yet. The player can enter the match and play any role that is needed. And wow, if you queue as a warlock, you have to play DPS. You don't have a choice. Um, the population doesn't reflect the ratio of roles needed for rated PvP. And there's a lot more DPS playing than healers currently. So uh, 
that makes sense to me. You can't just, I, I hear a lot of people on Reddit and forums and stuff saying things like, how come WoW PvP can't be just like heroes? It's easy. It's just, it's working there. Why won't it work there? Well, it's because it's not this, not even remotely the same. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, I'll take some long queue times to uh, avoid having to be like, the only way right now to do raided battlegrounds mm. is to jump into that find a find a group uh, little kind of UI, mm-hmm. click on like look for someone who's looking for a DPS, which nobody ever is. They're always <laughs> looking for healers and stuff anyway. Yeah, uh, and then you know they generally some dude who's like you know, some douchey PVP guy, which I'm sorry. Like, look, I like PVP, mm-hmm. but some of you guys Carl, are douchey PVP guys. Yeah, it's all Carl. Uh, we'll just be like, well, what's your gear? What, like, link me, link me <laughs> the time you got, you know, this title or whatever yeah. uh, before they ever accept you onto the team. So it gets a little bit weird. And I've had good experiences as well. Yeah. But this is like the only way to do it unless you already have a group of like nine friends. Yeah. Solo um, queuing sounds like, it just sounds like it's something that needs to happen and, and, I don't. I just don't know how it happens. Like in heroes, but, you can even get away but, without having be, a hero. But or go ahead, Patrick. Go ahead. Would Would you be? You're saying, oh, I would take long queue times. But would you really? Wouldn't Wouldn't you be like? Would you be willing to take like actual long queue times? Because we all know how the the imbalance between healers and basically everyone else is. Tanks isn't as much of a problem in PvP, although you know you might need some. But uh, how you know if don't you think if they did put that in and then queue times would be 10 to 15 to 20 minutes as they can be for, uh, for instance, for dungeons, you would be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be okay with it because, uh, like, to be honest, I find that process, I find the process of, of entering a queue and then doing some world quests a lot better than sitting there and typing back and forth with somebody. Totally mm, agree okay. with that. Now I'm not. I, I don't. I, I'm sure there's some threshold. Like I hate it when I go queue for LFR and I'm still waiting an hour later or something, um, just because sure. it's in the back of my mind. I'm getting stuff done. But if you're, I think I'm with you. If there's a, if there's like a range, let's say it takes me f- 15 to 25 minutes to get into a, a single uh, or a, a solo queue uh, PvP match, I'm fine running around the world doing stuff until it pops. I think that's, I mean, it's one of the advantages of the game. There's other shit to do but yeah. while you wait for things. It's always been true of the game, and it's always allowed for these problems they have. You know, healers like Patrick can get in immediately, but a DPS is going to wait a while, and it's always been an issue, but part of that issue is mitigated by the fact that you can go do world quests or knock out other stuff or do your professions or whatever. So I think I agree with that. Um, I mean, they, they I think could also do the, um, but, you know, the, the old system where if you, if there weren't enough Healers queuing, they would incentivize healers, right? So healers would get a little extra reward. Yeah. Oh, uh, they would they have to do it. Yeah. put that they type of thing to. in there too. Yeah. What do you think and that is? That what would... could that be? What's the reward? Like, uh, what is it? What well, is you it? could just you could just offer. I mean, honestly, like you know, gear right now in PvP is kind of it's not really like the reason yeah. you do it as much. Like you still get gear, but you could just give them like you know an extra little box or whatever, or maybe some extra honor or. Because like all that stuff kind of doesn't really matter. Like for healers, it just makes them like catch up on their honor talents faster. Mm. So, Patrick, what would you want if you were a healer and you wanted an incentive to solo queue as a healer? What What do you want out of the deal? You mean if I wasn't a healer? If you because were... if I'm a healer, then I'm already solo queuing as a healer. Well, no, true. But what I mean is, in, that, in a, uh, yeah, yeah. I, right, right. Uh, what would I want? Epics? Uh, I don't know. I guess you know if you have. Um, uh, 
badges and it, the problem is i guess maybe a chest that has a chance of giving you an additional piece of gear it's always gear isn't it it's always yeah, gear. It's gear it has yeah. gear. you gotta give yeah. them gear it's always gear yeah so no one cares about anything but gear <laughs> yeah gold you're probably gonna have better you know easier ways of finding gold um It, some crafting material no, people don't usually care. Um, some yeah. blood of Sargeras, maybe, but then you can't give too much. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's gear. It always comes down to gear. All right. Well, get Patrick some gear and he'll solo queue in your new awesome system there, Brian Holinka. I mean, the thing is, like, <laughs> you know, like I said, it's just th there's this process that kind of happens when you, and if you're, this is, this is if you're alone. And I've definitely, like, played Rated Battlegrounds with. A you know group of friends and yeah. that's a lot more fun. Sure. But I've also done the thing where I go into that that little list and I look and I see who's looking for people, and then I click on it and then you have this whole like back and forth with some guy where you're trying to prove yourself to some dude who decided to start this group. And I get <laughs> it that he's trying to start a group that's going to win. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's at fault here for asking for some qualifications. Sure. But that process is just a little annoying. It's like I'm doing a job interview so I can do a rated <laughs> battleground. And this is my only option. To do a rated battleground, yeah. unless I have a big group of friends. Yeah. Because rated battlegrounds is 10 people, right? Uh, so it's a lot different than, say, just like queuing randomly for a skirmish where I just pop in and then there's just some other dude there. And we're like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that process feels a little more natural. And then, like, if you lose, you just say, all right, see ya. And then if you win, you stay together and you do another one. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, if you queued into battlegrounds and then rated battlegrounds and then won, You know, give the option to say, okay, this is a team now. We all stay together, similar to like the little skirmish thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I would definitely run around, do some, do some uh, archaeology, do some world quests, whatever, because that's what I do already when I, when I queue for stuff. Sure. And sure. Queues for certain things do take a long. Like when I queue for uh, LFR, if it's an older LFR or something like that that I just wanted to, to see to get a, you know, an achievement done or something, mm -hmm. it takes a long time. It's yeah. fine. This is, like, is one of the things that is always, I think, just good or healthy to look at when you're when we start getting uptight about PvP issues or how they're dealing with them. It's important to just look at the perspective once again that this is a a, a mode that, despite all odds, works pretty dang well considering what the core game game is and their inability to just make a focused play a multiplayer game outside of all the constraints of the larger MMO that it's attached to. It's just it's just tricky, man. Like figuring yeah. out all those roles, all that stuff, keeping it balanced. Like they've gone great lengths to try to figure out ways to do it, but I, I, clearly it's not easy. Or they would have done something, you know, it would have been much easier, much much longer ago. So before you, I, I guess all I'm saying is all the nutcases who like to yell at Holinka online, just just think about that once in a while, and you'll be fine. Everything will be. I, fine. I admit right now, like I haven't actually had a chance to watch this entire Q and A. I was excited when it happened, but then it happened while I was doing other stuff. So. Mm -hmm. I'm going to delve into all of this at some point. I have it linked and like ready to go, but I've just been really busy. But I, this is, I've been really excited about this because I know that there's a lot of things on the horizon that they want to be doing. They want to take, they understand that kind of like wow, PvP is, it's in an odd spot, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's just, it's like a game mode that's could be amazing. It's like on the cusp of being amazing. And yet a lot of people are just kind of, just kind of ignoring it right now. Mm -hmm. um, like a lot of the, a lot of the big, PVPers are like at least the streamers and stuff have been kind of complaining about it for a long time and not really doing it as much. Mm. You notice a lot of people like the soda poppins and stuff, and they're just not streaming WoW anymore. Yeah. Um. So hopefully there's you know a lot of these changes that that are coming 
and some of the things that they talked about are going to kind of revitalize the interest in PvP because mm. I, I sure as hell miss it when like a lot of people wanted to do it. I keep asking people to do it like after raid, like one person will be like, sure, I'll go. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is like, though, because... nah, I'd rather do anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising because we, when they announced uh, a while ago that we were going to have that normalization of everything in PvP, basically your gear doesn't matter and it's really how good you are, I think all of us were convinced that it would encourage people to, it, it was basically Call of Duty, PvP, and WoW. Do you yeah. think it's because people actually care more than we thought about you know their gear being what makes them more powerful than everyone else? I mean... Possibly. Their gear having a huge impact on what makes them more powerful than everyone else in PvP. I th- I would have thought, all right, it means my skill is what matters. But mm-hmm. um, that was no. I think I think what's uh, what's kind of interesting now is like there was a time where every season I would play a certain amount of PvP just to make sure I got all of the gear that was offered during that season. Yeah, and a lot of times I would maybe start a little bit late, but at some point I would jump in. I'd be like, oh, geez, okay, I got to earn at least the. Uh, you know, the, 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 the best stuff from last season that I can now earn just through like basic honor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and not, you know, not conquest stuff. So I would kind of be incentivized to at some point during the season, go in and do a bunch of battlegrounds. But now I feel maybe there is, if, if I'm taking that out, that factor out, I am a little bit less incentivized to just jump into PVP because there's some gear I haven't gotten yet. Right. Like it doesn't, it does, like you said, it doesn't matter as much. There is still a certain percentage. It just lowers it like by quite a bit mm. to the point where it's almost non-existent. Yeah, it's interesting. But, we, uh, had, we had a lot of problems and complaints about the the way it used to work with separate PvP sets and everything. But there is sure. something to be said. There is something to be said about well, that. You other do still form. have separate PvP sets. Like there's still pieces that are like they come from PvP, right? Right. right they're right. like still like considered like that Warforged whatever, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Uh, or whatever. I, I I can't even think of the name right now. But like they're they're still like they come from PvP, but they're just like there's no uh, PvP stats on them, really. Right, like right. they're just and it, it would just used to be that to use it was like another it was like another path well. you could take or an additional sure. thing to yeah, embark yeah. on. And and there's something to be said for that. I, I don't know if it's enough to. I, I think the direction they're taking is the right direction, but but I hadn't really considered, you know, the the idea that it wasn't just it's gear, but also there was a new way to get gear in a way of playing the game that isn't the normal game. Like there, there was a whole nother game there maybe that's not quite there. Like it used to be. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. And Holinka listens to the show. If he, he'll make sense of this hopefully and, um, won't think. I mean, I stupid. personally really do enjoy the, the, the way kind of PVP works right now, but what I don't enjoy is just kind of like how each particular individual battleground kind of feels like, I like a lot of the systems that were introduced. I really do. Yeah. Um, but right now when I queue for PVP, it feels like, like I don't feel like I want to do another one right away. Right? Like I used to have this feeling I would do one and be like, oh my God, okay, let's queue again. Right. Um, and right now it's like I'm, I'll queue just as like another thing to do. Or like I need to, I need to get some more uh, honor talents or I need to do whatever. Like I'm kind of moving down a list, but then the battleground itself, I'm just like, all right. Let's get this one done with. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this weird feeling that I didn't used to have in PvP where I, I used to be like really excited about actually doing the battleground. Yeah. And I'm feeling that a little bit less and less lately. So hopefully some changes that are coming are, are going to fix that kind of feeling. And I can't really put my finger on why. Yeah, it could just a lot of the stuff. I'm yeah. a big fan of a lot of the changes that have been made. 
But maybe it's just that the reaction that the players actually have had and how it changes how they play just doesn't gel with what I was hoping would happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I said, I, I can't really put my finger on exactly what it is, but there's there's less of a feeling of like, I want to push that button again. I want to go again. Is I want to go again. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it maybe that your PVP needs are catered to by heroes? I was just, just going to say this. Heroes and Hearthstone. <laughs> possible. Heroes, Hearthstone, and Overwatch mm-hmm. provide a lot of the same you know, serotonin tweaks that we're all looking for or whatever. Sure. Uh, not serotonin was the other one I was thinking of. Whatever it is, uh, brain drugs. Anyway, endorphins. The endorphins. There you go. Like maybe we're <laughs> getting that in other places. I mean, I I feel that way. Like when I think about playing PvP in WoW, my brain usually says, "Well, I just go play Heroes. What are you doing? You know, like there's I can be Thrall over there, and 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 that's going to be a 20 minute game, and I actually get XP, gold skins, whatever. I get all the stuff out of it. Like I, it, to me, that that's part of my not wanting to delve too deep into pvp and while not that i ever did heavily anyway but but you know what i mean like it, it, maybe blizzard is solving that problem through other games and i and i that sucks because what we're basically saying to the wow team uh, the pvp team is like hey guys not only is this a challenging thing technically and balance wise and all the other reasons that we could talk about from a game design perspective but it's also extremely challenging from a this is not the best competitive uh, game, uh, the competitive multiplayer game that you guys have in your arsenal right now. So people are finding it in those. Yeah. And that's it's tricky. a different style. It's a completely different style, though. I think one thing that I'm kind of missing right now is that I haven't really been doing arena and I don't really have like a, a group of people that I'm doing arena with where I have this kind of end goal that I feel really good about. Like right now, I kind of just feel like I'm just doing it to do it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But the the difference between the gameplay of you know WoW WoW PvP and say Heroes is just it's completely night and day. You know, in in Heroes there's a lot more kind of this fast paced positional, massively uh, just chaotic battle going on, and then you're you know running off to maybe get some little thing done in between, and then back to the battle. And and then uh, WoW it's a lot more based around. Uh, you know, utilizing resources, right? And understanding which uh, cooldowns the opponent is using and what possibilities they have and that, you know, and these these kind of intricate, uh, just like that. I know this class counters this class in a very real way and all that kind of stuff. It's much more about that than understanding that I'm standing near a spot where somebody can gank me, right? Like, so there's, there's definitely like a huge difference, obviously. But I think at, you're right, at like the kind of primal level, I'm still just trying to kill other people, right? So yeah. that will be like the similar thing. So I, but I, I guess I just, I just miss doing it in all the ways, right? Right. Because I like the Hearthstone. I like to, I like to go one on one. Like we did that whole episode mm-hmm. about doing one on one battling. That's a thing that I really enjoy. Sure. And uh, you know, I get that from that game, and then I get from Heroes the the feeling of watching somebody suicide for an entire <laughs> match uh, while I frustratedly try to win and then from wow i get a completely different things so i you know i would like all of them to work in their own way in their own special way right i totally yeah. agree with that patrick by the way i just have to mention this your camera is moving around but it reminded me to ask you why is your background so cool it looks like i'm at a dinner theater of some sort <laughs> and you're about to announce like a beat poet or something i, I love it what's this curtain deal it's great it's well scott Barnes let me tell play. you um this is my funkadelic love pad i'm actually <laughs> working 
Um, <laughs> I no, I, I, I'm, I'm actually in my parents' basement, and this is just uh, hiding a cupboard behind it. Oh, so, all right. There you go. They have a streaming studio, which I didn't know about. No, excellent, awesome. I just love it. It looks like I seriously actually, like you. Uh, you get your scarf. You look like you're kind of dressed up yeah, tonight. Yeah. I feel like you're going to announce something. Like something big's going to happen. I'm cold. No. So um, <laughs> my uh, mom is a hero streamer. Mm-hmm. You you didn't know that. But this <laughs> I is didn't the know that. No, I had no idea. She's Trixler in disguise. We just always thought it was uh, <laughs> some dude with a mustache, but not really. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, well, congratulations. She plays a great Rexar. I'm going to... I mean, her... Sorry, I point. may have to get me a back curtain. I think that sounds awesome. Um, all right. <laughs> hey, because uh, I just green screen it. Let's... Uh, what else? Oh, they, they talked about the difficulty of MMR and matching and that kind of stuff, making queues longer. MMR is like a... That's a weird thing. I mean, the game is so reliant on synergy between classes. So if you have like a random matchmaking or a, a random match and it puts you in a comp that isn't optimal to the way you play... You're going to be ticked. You're going to blame the matchmaker for your loss, potentially. Um, and I think it's also important to remember that, you know, of course, there's classes that matter a lot more than in a game like Overwatch. Yeah. Um, but also you you have for most um, battlegrounds, you're going to have to find a lot more people that fit in the same MMR bracket that also have the right classes and the opposing team, which fits that as well. So... There's a big issue of, uh, you know, the time it's going to take. And maybe after if after 30 minutes, because not to go back over the entire debate, but Dills, you're happy to go and, you know, do your daily quests for, uh, uh, you know, while you wait. But I think a lot of people want to come in, start do their battlegrounds, maybe wait five, 10 minutes and then get out. They don't want to go and do the world quests. So given the difficulty of getting all of this to work together, I understand um, the team's reluctance to just jump in with this. Yeah, absolutely. You got there's things you got to think about. But I guess uh, at this point in at this point in time, like there's just kind of an understanding that World of Warcraft has these queue times. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. it is like because I, I understand that if I if I want a fast queue and I want to go quick, you know, I can go into Hearthstone Overwatch and I can get my fast queue times. If I go into Heroes, I understand that there's a small amount of queue time if I want to play, um, you know, ranked mode essentially, because you got to put people together and it's smaller player base. Depending on your MMR, you're divided up a little bit. But in WoW, it's like I've just gotten used to like five, ten, fifteen minute queues, right? Over time, so <laughs> it's just part of the deal for me now. Although I will say that that arena queues are all still fairly quick. Like straight up arena queues, not not even skirmish queues. Oh, but it's like a lot play less. Like actual rated arena, hmm. those are pretty fast. Are they? Okay, it's a lot less people. It's easier to put together. That's true. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the MMRs are different. It's and it's yeah, it's like five people or we're not five anymore, three or two. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot simpler to match things. But but yeah, like I, I'm I'm used to battleground queues and you know uh, instance queues as a DPSer, right? Forever. Sure. So, yeah, you know that drill. Like, hey man, it's gonna take a while. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Go do some stuff. You're going to be here a little bit. That little eyeball is going to be looking left and right for a while. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. Yeah, like I, I've as many times I've been in the queue for so long that I forgot I was in the queue. Yeah. Like I get up to go like make tea or something and I come back. I'm like, oh, it popped. Yep. Oh, man. Yep, for sure. He also uh, finally in this interview mentioned something I thought was interesting. So they're working on a PvP hangout area. The game could benefit, says Brian, from having a PvP hangout. Players could go there, duel, hangout, which is something 
that was lost, he says, during the removal of the PvP vendors. And I hadn't really thought of that as a hangout, but hmm. sure. When the people, sewers of Dalaran were that, but... Kind of that again, right? Like, it's... I mean, yeah, that's entirely what it is. I don't. When I go down there, first of well, all, well, it's not really hangout. Murdered, as, yeah, yeah, it's not really hangout as in as sure. you know, entire mayhem. I, of yeah, I think what he means is like sit around <laughs> and like talk about it and then challenge each other to a to a duel and whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Maybe that's the thing that it's, was happening. It's what before. Dalaran was back in old Dalaran. Sure. I mean, the sewers were in in old Dalaran, yeah. or, sure. or like back in the old, day, just out front of Orgrimmar, Stormwind. Exactly. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a good point. But I I guess what I'm saying, the Dalaran thing is, you you have to go over that threshold to actually get into the fight. And I wonder if I always see a lot of people congregating just outside of that. So I wonder if that's happening there. I, don't I guess know. yeah. A little bit, but you can't duel. I think part of that hangout area mm. is the ability to duel, and you don't have enough space in the in that uh, small little bit before the <laughs> death mayhem of death. Yeah, I don't go down there. The place grosses place. me out. I don't go down there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> do you guys... Do, okay, so found this story. Didn't know this was a thing, and uh, Blizzard has responded to this thing, but did you guys know there were paid raid clearing services? I knew there was gold services. I knew there were player yeah. leveling services. I had no idea. How does that... Well, I, in well my head, I there are people like in-game will like say, you know, give me 10,000 gold or whatever and we'll carry you through the latest raid. Mm. Um, I mean, that happens. Like at a certain point, raid teams have things on farm yeah. and other people want like a mount, mm-hmm. maybe a moose mount, mm-hmm. maybe, you know. Uh, and so they... They get somebody else to carry them uh, for a garage kill or something. Yeah, but what you're, I what was you're not describing... aware of the. I mean, I I guess I assumed it existed, but I was not aware of the CD underbelly of uh, <laughs> apparently <laughs> straight up paid raid clears. So but, what is uh, what is against the terms of service is real money being involved. Sure. What is not against right. the terms of services and is considered by Blizzard to be perfectly legitimate is. Me paying ten thousand gold to a guild to run me through. You this consider stuff. like a tip, right? Like sure. when somebody enchants my gear, and then I just throw like you know five hundred gold in the trade window. Yeah, and that's they, been going on forever. Yeah, and well, they, it's it's not yeah. even just a tip. It it's a straight up. You know, there is economy inside the game. I think yeah. it's perfectly legitimate to think. But you, you know, even like if you're tip. yeah, yeah. But I would consider it paying for someone's services. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. but it, it, even for a raid clear, you could imagine, you know, if you're role playing the thing and like it makes sense in the world, you earn gold doing stuff and then you're like, oh, there's this incredible, awesome group of adventurers that are that is going to take me through this dangerous uh, uh, dungeon thing or, you know, the the whatever. Uh, it's like, it's like plopping down and seeing you got a buddy who's a jewel crafter and you're like, well, I could go through the trouble of becoming a jewel crafter, get the mats, do what I have to do and make my own jewels. Or I can pay so, this guy and he can make a profit. And just, that, that's all normal yeah. stuff. That's the the normal. thing I, the, the way I look at it is more like, well, I could, you know, pay to go cross the desert on my own and live through something incredible. Or I can pay this company that's going to take me in their car with actual like water and risk, <laughs> no risks of dying. And and go through a, a fun um, vacation thing. What were you going to do? A lot of times too, you'll get all the gear, right? Because they don't <laughs> oh, care, so. right? Yeah. So well, it's, well it's, when you yeah. go through the desert, you get like the cacti and the and the sure. the scorpions and stuff. You get loot Pat, as well, Patrick, right? That's what, how it works. If you weren't going to drink, Texas, what you were you going to drink? What were you going to uh, drink besides real water? That's what I want to know. What would you? What was you going to be your alternative? <laughs> you can drink your own pee. Like what, what's your plan? Well, if you have to, what are you going to do? You have to drink your own pee when you're when you're out of options. 
I don't know if that works for very long. I think it lasts for like a hot Probably day. Not for very long, no. but you know. You got to get by, right? Wait, are you saying, Scott, are you saying you wouldn't drink your own tea? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying if it came down to it and I and I had no other choice, okay, fine. Uh, one time I'll drink my own pee. But after that, then you're just drinking. <laughs> now you're just drinking the, your own pee again. It's the same pee, just like four times recycled. So <laughs> I think the first time is the one that that's the most gross. It doesn't get more. I mean, probably it's a little bit more concentrated. <laughs> After but... that, you start to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, for most people, it's, it, it is, as you said, Scott, if you don't have any choice, if it's the last option. Yeah. I guess some people enjoy it. Just for the taste. Bear Grylls, for example. Yeah, Bear Grylls. Uh, he's loves cool. It. Yeah, he yeah. loves it. He's all in it. You know, you go, you come back and they say, oh, how was your eight-day survival trip to the desert? Oh, it was, it was really hard and harsh. But hey, on the upside, I came home with a pee <laughs> fetish. I really am into pee now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't even about, know. Yeah. What was it? It really got off the thing. Oh, I paid raid clear. So right, um, right. anyway, they cracked down. A bunch of people got busted. And uh, it was apparently a thing. There was some sort of broker. As they should. I mean, come on. This is, this is you know, when there's something shady happening. And I, I'm guessing the, the thing that irks me is that there were people from top raiding guilds doing it. I yeah. mean, I guess the temptation is there. You're going to be making uh, probably a few hundred bucks over a few months. Mm -hmm. And that's tempting for, for some people. Um, they had to I mean, know, though, right? They have to know that they were doing something that was... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and they get banned and they maybe they don't care. I don't know. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that they care. I mean, forever people have been, uh, you know, le essentially carrying other people in like, le you know, League of Legends and all this kind of stuff for money. People have been doing this in games for for tons of like, so, wow, like selling their entire accounts. Right. Like I just built up an account with all this cool stuff and then here, buy it from me. This has been a thing forever. And everyone knows that they're breaking the terms of service. They don't really give a crap. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. They, they they consider themselves professional gamers, even though they're probably making like barely anything. Yeah, but it's, it pays for their hobby, kind of. Sure, right? so, sure. Yeah. If it pays, listen. If it, pays, I mean, I guess like the real thing is like, are they hurting anybody? Right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe somehow. Probably but not. They're not hurting me anyway. Yeah. No, it's you're right. It's probably the most tame version of this kind of thing. I mean, if you sell, um, if you you buy accounts, then you're probably buying accounts from people who are who have been hacked and stuff like that. Sure. Maybe not if you're buying accounts. If you're buying gold, that's what happens. But yeah, probably doesn't gold. hurt. Yeah. Well, it hurts. It hurts the game in the sense that it sort of devalues it. You know, it removes the value. And certainly, you wouldn't want that to become, you know, widespread, right? You don't yeah. want people to think, oh well, I have to, I have to clear that raid this week my options are either i do it the, the normal way or i pay some gold or i pay you know real money and i'll just get carried through it you don't want that to become mm. <laughs> the way people think about the game obviously sure but, um, also sure. just i mean blizzard has to they have to draw the line somewhere right i mean yeah absolutely i mean they got to protect their, their own game and the integrity of it yeah. absolutely listen that's that's not the way the gaming works you don't get get money through these means the way it works is that blizzard raises the prices on hearthstone randomly mm. yep. and mm -hmm. they get more money totally from random. you that's <laughs> how it works okay all right all right it's all clear to me now well done <laughs> i will say this though like i always find it kind of strange when there's like this kind of difference between if i get paid to do something this way it's okay but if i get paid to do it this way mm -hmm. 
totally not okay. Yeah. Right? Like uh, between gold, in-game gold, and, and well, no, like if like if I get paid to to raid because uh, we have a sponsorship deal and we're you know racing the world first or whatever, totally okay. But if I get paid because some guy wants to just go through uh, a raid dungeon, like what if he just called himself ESL? Yeah. He's like, my name is ESL, <laughs> and I'd like to sponsor your raid team. Part of my sponsorship deal is that you take me with you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like, why is it legal to, you know, do porn, but it's not legal to be a prostitute? Like, <laughs> like this is like very strange. <laughs> and I, I mean, I know I'm taking it to like a weird place, but I mean, it's like, you know, there's certain nah, things like it, in the world. And I go, you, yeah, you're paying for the same thing here. Like, uh, just one yeah. way you've deemed okay and one way you've deemed not okay. Yeah. And it is a bit weird, but we did argue about whether Scott should drink his own pee or not in the desert. <laughs> no, so, you know, this I've, conversation yeah. is taking us to some weird places. Yeah. I feel like I feel pretty <laughs> we're, good. We're in, we're in Patrick's love shack right now. I <laughs> yeah. mean, everything is just... By the way, somebody in the chat says, "Does Patrick? Does that mean Patrick lives in his parents' basement?" The stereotype is true. <laughs> so, no, you're there temporarily. You're not even living there. You're just sort of visiting. So, take that, everybody. Yeah. Um, all right, we got a uh, we got some stuff to talk about in the world of this. Oh, that's a hero sound. That's the sound of somebody dying. Hopefully, by the hands of the new uh, hero that comes out on we think Tuesday. I've been playing it on the PTR. It's always usually the next Tuesday. Uh, that would be Probius. He is a Protoss probe, you know, the kind that come out and do all your work for you and get your crystals mm -hmm. and take your gas and like beam in your structures and everything. And uh, he's kind of like Wheatley from the Portal universe in a weird way, uh, has a lot of personality and is awesome. And I'm in love with him and he may be my favorite hero in a long time. Oh, really? yeah, I really like him um, a lot. I don't know what it is. Uh, part of it is I feel a little vindicated, not vindicated, but I. A couple of weeks ago on Core, I had predicted that we soon would see a hero that would be like Hammer, where it was like a unit uh, from a from an RTS or something that was then uh, you know made into a character rather than another humanoid character from some universe we love. It would be something like that. And I was right, number one, so that felt good just because I made a random prediction and got it right somehow. Lucky. But then wow. it had been a while. Since <laughs> it has been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but secondly, I um, I love how they retro uh, fit, fit it into the story. They go back to the cinematic from um, Legacy of the Void and the probe that that beams in the um, uh, the pylon to, to then get all the army in there is supposedly probe <laughs> Probius. So it's super cool. He's really goofy and silly and cute and all those things that you would expect from a little probe flying around. He's a specialist. He does some really interesting damagey things. Great wave clear. And uh, what I love about him is he's got, like literally puts up a a, a um, pylon, which gives vision and also lets you now beam in a proton cannon, which shoots at stuff. And so you can kind of create some interesting things there. But then you've also got these this weird, I forget what it's called, this uh, crap, some kind of void ray thing, pulsing deal that you lay down. And then while people are in it, you can shoot it and it, it pops off and, and can kill whole waves and, and also hurt uh, uh, players. And then enemy heroes, or uh, rather uh, allied heroes later in the game, you can talent it so that when they're in range of your pylon that you've put in, they all get like boosts to like 20% more damage or you know other stuff. So it's a lot more supporty than it is. Like in a way, he's like, um, he's kind of like Medivh in the game, in, in, in my estimation. We'll see him when he gets out in the wild and how people actually play him, but 
he's more utility based, which makes him feel more supporty than he does specialist. But those those names are now kind of vague, so who who knows what they mean anymore? But anyway, he's great. I highly recommend him. People should play with Probius. Get probed today. There you go. That's my. <laughs> that's my. There's going to be a lot, lot of PTR, jokes about. but is he released yet? He's just I, on PTR. He comes out Tuesday. So Still just on PTR. Okay, yeah, just PTR right now. But I had enough quick matches and and uh, some AI matches with him to to come to the conclusion that I will absolutely be playing him. Uh, he's great. He seems really good to me. So anyway, there's that. Uh. In the world of Overwatch, all right, Patrick, put your Overwatch pants on because, uh, well, here, here's this. This will protect us. Oh, that only came through my left ear. Weird. Anyway, hey, this will protect us, says Winston. Uh, let's talk about Orisa, uh, or some have said Oriza, and Jeff Kaplan no, said no Orisa. He said Orisa on his uh, dev yeah, video. Yeah, no one said Oriza. Are you no sure? One, I no heard I heard some people yes. say Oriza. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure you heard, you heard wrong. They said Orisa. <laughs> everyone all right so he says orissa and uh it's she's a big tank that is a robot lady and can shoot real far so tell us give us details what's her deal so she's a big tank uh she's kind of a robot lady and yeah so basically she is a tank that is supposed to be uh a little bit more quintessential tank than the other ones we have in the game basically getting closer to what reinhardt is because Reinhardt is really seen by the uh, community as the, uh, you know, absolutely in, not invaluable, but necessary tank yeah. in the game. You know, if you're going to be playing seriously, you need to have at least one Reinhardt because he's uh, what they call anchoring the team. It tells them um, where the fight should be happening. It defines a line uh, behind which your teammates have to be and in front of which the uh, uh, enemies are going to try and, and, uh, and attack. Um, and so they needed another tank that was doing a little bit la- that. She kind of does. Um, she has some great anchoring potential. And she also has, just like many of the characters, uh, some ability to do a lot of damage as well. So the way she works is that um, she's a kind of a centaur-looking robot, um, and she was built by the uh, character we heard about a few weeks ago called Effie uh, from Numbani, and she basically repurposed an OR-15, which is one of those robots that was attacked by Doomfist, the other hero we're waiting to hear from. and uh, the OR-15, you know, it's OR-15, so I-S, so mm-hmm. Oris, Orissa, mm-hmm. see where it, how I it works? I see, yeah, right? this is clever, yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> and she, her abilities are uh, li- like a mix of a number of different abilities from other characters. Um, she has a shield that she can throw at a distance um, that has about a thousand points of health. So it, it looks like a... Um, static mix between Reinhardt's shield and uh, Winston's shield. She can put it down anywhere and then move away. Mm. Um, She has a cannon that shoots like forever. It has now a clip of 150 and the the bullets have travel time, but that means that you can actually lay down some suppressing fire in a pretty effective manner. um, It's a little like a, it's like a long distance rail gun, right? Like it goes way out there. Yeah. Super long distance. Like like Um, I I would just say like uh, machine gun rather than rail. Right, right, right. But uh, the people like that need to be watching for her, I think are 
bastions like bastions look out because she's got she's way more um a threat to you than some of the current tanks in my opinion anyway keep going um yeah i'm not sure i mean i'm not sure nothing is a threat to bastion at the moment but uh, that's a different issue um the the other thing is she has like an an uh, alternate fire that launches a little bowl of energy that slows people down in its path. It's relatively slow. And then when she clicks again, it sort of sucks everyone in for a second, for half a second. Mm. Um, so she can relocate people, you know, she can really disturb uh, the field of battle. And finally, she has um, another ability that allows her to take less damage and be completely immune to movement impairing effects. So she can like this makes her a little bit more of the uh, I'm here and you're not going to, you know, uh, uh, get me out of here easily because uh, I'm not, you know, whatever you do, I'm just going to stand here and take it. Mm -hmm. And uh, her ultimate is basically a buff to everyone's uh, all of her team's uh, damage in a local place. So uh, uh, relatively large, but it's like a mega mercy buff beam uh to everyone at the same time yeah so you have i mean to be in I, line of sight of it or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like she a drum you down. put on the ground and then everybody exactly. has to see it okay yeah and yeah. the opponents can kill it too yeah exactly yeah. so there is some strategy uh happening there but um so she's interesting um i don't know that she's the she's in that uh, category of characters where I think she we needed another tank, so it's cool that we got one. But when the game first launched, I basically had, um, I would say, half of the characters I immediately liked, and half of the characters where I was, well... Sorry. That, while Scott is watching I didn't mean in, to do uh, that. The, PlayStation 4. <laughs> the I went to an IGN page about Arisa, Arisa and the freaking um, <laughs> video auto-played, so sorry. Anyway, keep going. That's fine. It's okay, I forgive you, Scott. It's okay. <laughs> um, and and so um, the other half, I was like, yeah, maybe I don't know. And then when I played them, their kit revealed themselves to me, and I because I actually love like twenty of the twenty-two characters or twenty-three characters that are available now. Um, so we'll see if Orisa, uh, I take a liking to her. I don't know that she's. Uh, you know, overpowered or underpowered. It, the, the problem is with a tank, it's impossible to test on the PTR because when it's, um, you know, when you're in a normal game, she's insta-locked by everyone. And when you're in a no-limits game, um, it's basically six versus six, everyone being Orisa. Yeah. So it's impossible to evaluate how good she is. So I think we're going to have to wait until... She's going to be a few weeks on the PTR, but I think we're going to have to wait until she's on live to actually evaluate how good she is and how much of an impact she has on the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Her weird, her weird four-legged, almost animal-like uh, body and her weird horns and stuff, It she is wholly unique looking character in that world like yeah. i keep i keep saying to myself just visually or gameplay wise they're going to run out of stuff they're going to run out of ways to differentiate these characters both visually and gameplay wise and when will that happen like what's the threshold and every time i'm surprised that they came out with something that feels completely unique not like anything else in the game like i don't know how they do it i mean maybe that's because they're blizzard and they're the best at this but man it's impressive to me she's really cool it was interesting. Kaplan mentioned something related to that uh, during his um, dev update video. Um, he did say that they wanted her to be, um, you know, a female character because of, you know, diversity, everything. They want to have lots of powerful female characters. And, you know, it relates with the 
her creator being a young uh, kid, a young girl. Yeah. Uh, but he also said that they wanted to have female characters that are weird and different because on the male side you always ha you always have the the winstons and the roadhogs and the bastions and you know you know these weird things that are technically male but just weird so it's fun to see that they're applying this to female characters as well with with orissa so it's always interesting that the robot that they've got robots that identify gender wise like it's uh <laughs> i'm trying to figure well, out i don't that's a big question for um <laughs> for bastion yeah. actually and uh, if we can go slightly PG-13 for a second. Um, Does he have a wiener? He has a wiener? The... Tell me he has a wiener. No. I... Oh. So <laughs> basically, during the, um, the the Chinese New Year event in, um, in Overwatch, he had a skin that celebrated the uh, year of the rooster, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And his little bird, Ganymede, was a rooster. So you could finally... <laughs> know that bastion has a cook <laughs> and that he you might have to bleep this i don't know i kind of enjoyed that i may not bleep it that was really we funny no we know his gender now yeah it's official okay so yeah was that on purpose did they do that on purpose oh of course not by the way or, do, i i don't know maybe they did. do not search yeah. for bastion overwatch penis in google images holy <laughs> moses that was a mistake oh <laughs> I forgot rule 30. What is it? 34? Everything on the internet. There's a porn version or whatever it is. Yeah. Don't look at that. Uh, all right. We're now going to step uh, lightly into an area that uh, Dills is going to explain to us because I don't understand what the hubbub's about. Apparently prices are being rised, raised rather for uh, when you pay for things in Hearthstone and people aren't happy about it. Big shock. But what's the deal? What's going on with that? Uh, I mean, look, I, I'm going to preface this by saying that I'm not an expert in international money markets. Yeah. But uh, basically, their their reasoning and what they said is uh, this is an adjustment. This is a pricing adjustment because the, the, the U.S. dollar has apparently become a lot stronger than it was a few, I don't know, a year ago, however long ago. I'm not exactly sure. But the, as like the international prices change, everything is based upon the dollar essentially, right? So it being, you know, a dollar ninety nine a pack. Yeah. So because Blizzard those, is a is a is an American company, so they report to yeah, in right. exactly everything everything counts in dollars. So, but it's a you know internationally played, internationally enjoyed game, and uh, there's different uh, types of money that people use to purchase the pack. So they have to adjust based on how much. Uh, those uh, currencies are in comparison to to the dollar, right? And that's right. that's basically the idea. So if you look, like they've adjusted the prices everywhere, not just the euro and like the pound, but you've got you know shekels and uh, francs and everything in here. Yeah. <laughs> they've don't adjusted have it's euros. Oh. <laughs> so I, right. I know, but they I mean, to. they still have it in there. It's, yeah. it's yeah. in there yeah. in case you're using. Oh, this is a Swiss franc, by the way. Excuse yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. Uh, but I mean, like, the, like everything that is possible that you could use to buy uh, Hearthstone packs, and and there's been an adjustment in the the pricing model of it, you know, around the world, and it's changed here. So you know, if you're in the United Arab Emirates, and you're trying to purchase Hearthstone packs, it's going to cost you 10.99 rupees, dirhams. Oh, dirhams. 
That's good. Is it racist for me sure. to say rupees? Probably a little racist to say rupees. No, that's uh, Indian. They have them, right? Uh, well, Russians yeah. have rubles. The Indians have yeah. Indians have rupees. Rupees. Right? So know. it's not just not Zelda sure. that has rupees. But anyway, but but uh, what? How yeah, much the Indian rupee? How yes. much Vietnamese dong is it going to cost me? Do we know that? We don't know. I don't that know one. if they updated the Vietnamese dong price, but uh, so yeah, still same amount of dong. But uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's so the, the thing is, but here's the thing: it's it's gone up essentially across the board for everyone who's not American, right? And um, so this is this has caused quite an uproar in uh, in like Reddit and, and yeah. the places where you'd expect an uproar to to happen. Mm. Uh, and it's because I think that this comes on the back of the other recent change, which is that they're moving to three expansions a year and getting rid of the adventures oh uh, right yeah and so the adventures were like for 20 bucks you get 45 cards and you know that like five of them are legendaries and people really liked that because they knew they were going to get five legendaries and rather than having to spend 50 bucks on a bunch of packs and then maybe get one legendary they felt like getting more legendaries was they were getting more for their money right and i understand that feeling uh but uh I will I will point out that my free to play account uh, hurts really badly when I'm trying to build my expand my card collection through adventures if I'm trying not to buy them yeah because I have to save up 2,800 gold to buy the entire thing where what I'd rather do is just play arena runs be able to earn those cards but literally those adventure cards were off limits to me I couldn't get them any other way right mm. so. To me, I'm like, oh, this is better. And also, I like the fact that there's just going to be more cards yeah. every time. So the game is going to have a, a bigger impact every single time something comes out. I think I feel like it's interesting because if it, if Blizzard had never made adventures in the first place mm-hmm. and they had just done expansions forever, like if there had never been a Naxxramas adventure that you bought and all they'd ever done is what every other card game in the history of existence <laughs> has done, which yeah. is there's expansions and those come in packs and you have to buy packs to get them, yeah. then nobody would know that something's being <laughs> taken away from them because it didn't exist yeah. until Blizzard decided to make it a thing, right? Yeah. And then once they made the thing, now everyone's like, you took away a thing that I didn't know I was supposed to have, and now that I know that I could have it, I want it back. Yeah. And so There's a this, light, doesn't, yeah. this doesn't help that perception yeah. when they feel like it's a money grab to add more <laughs> cards, and now it's a money grab to adjust prices based on international money markets. Yeah. So, so the thing is, um, I, I checked the prices in euros, and first of all, the prices are being adjusted to what they already are on iOS. iOS was a little bit more expensive than um, the other platforms were, so they're adjusting adjusting PC, Mac, and um, and Android and Battle.net. Um, to what it already is on iOS. Mm-hmm. So if you've been paying through your iPhone or iPad, well, you've been a sucker for a while, but now you'll be <laughs> happy to know that you pay the same prices. Um, and and the other thing is, looking at the uh, in, uh, the rates, it there has been a, a slight increase of the dollar. I don't think it's quite as high as, uh, you know, if you look over... The past couple of years, I don't think it's it's risen because the prices are increased about ten percent across the board, um, and for some in some cases in pounds, 
they're being increased more. Like it goes up to 30% in some cases. Like the two-pack option goes from two pounds to three pounds. Mm. Like that's like a 50% increase. It's crazy. The others are less drastic. But so my and you know, a, a while ago, maybe three, four years ago, when I was still working at Blizzard, um, there was a, an increase of the WoW subscription for pound, you know, for the UK because of currency rates mm. and that was received obviously you know poorly but it was a little bit more understandable here maybe i'm not looking at all of the uh currency rates i'm not sure you know it, it's as justifiable but at the same time you only have certain numbers you can go to you know you can't all of a sudden decide that the the two packs are going to be two 74 because well i guess you could if you wanted to but you need certain prices and it's going to be a 99 something because of the psychology of it and everything so but bottom line i do feel like to an extent it's more of a money grab than um than it was for the pound for for wow back mm. in the day mm. it does feel like it's i mean of course, this, these are the times when you're reminded that Blizzard, like every other company, is here on this earth to make money for its uh, shareholders. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of the company, not to make everyone happy. And of course, making everyone happy is a way of getting more money. And it's, you know, great to make everyone happy. But Hearthstone is still super popular. Maybe their thinking is we don't know how many years this is going to last, you know, maybe we have five more years for Hearthstone. So if we increase the price now, we're going to make a lot of money. Whereas if we wait a little bit more than uh, the, the, the players, because no matter how many people complain, I think a lot of people are overall, it must be a net positive on their balance sheet, I think, or that's their estimate. Some people are going to buy less yeah. and some people are just going to with the three um, expansions. I honestly think the three expansions, the decision is not to make more money. They, I really think, and maybe yeah, that's people are just healthier to, for the game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. people can fight us on this, but I really think that their main concern is the health of the game, which in turns makes a better game, which means they're going to make more money out of it. But the main concern is the health of the game. So yeah. mm -hmm. I, I won't believe anyone unless they, you know, quick, quick and I would say quick. Like, look, imagine if, imagine if in Heroes of the Storm, right. they're like, all right, we've been releasing heroes every three weeks, and that's been great. Uh, we're going to start releasing heroes every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And everyone goes, ah, this is a money grab. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, why would you do that? And mm -hmm. it's like, well, dude, we're giving you more stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't on, know that man. it's comparable. It's not exactly the same, but I, understand, I, I totally get your point. But it is the same, really. I mean, they're just giving you more cards, right? And, yes, it, you know, if you want all the cards, if you're a person who needs to have all the cards, it will cost you some more money. If you're someone who needs to have all the heroes... It will cost you some more money if they increase no, but in, the, in, in the frequency which they put them out. Mm -hmm. In Hearthstone, if you want to play seriously, you need the latest cards, some of them at least. I guess you can craft the, the key ones, mm -hmm. but you do need You them. don't, though, actually. Like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, you, you don't, don't need okay. all the cards. Like if you No, not and, all and of them. Here's, of here's what you need. You need to understand. Like If I want to be someone who plays seriously in a card game, then I must understand that I will want to have all of the cards. Right, like, but if I want, if I'm just the person who wants to have fun playing Hearthstone, I do not need all of the cards. Yeah. Uh, not even close. Like Garrett and Jocelyn, well, Jocelyn has all the cards, but Garrett has like been playing Hearthstone forever and has like always, like forever. Every time we get together to play, I'm like, here's this deck, and he's like, oh, I don't have that legendary. 
I'm like, all right, cool. Well, here's what you can put in instead. Mm-hmm. You can, and he's fine. He can play and have fun and do everything he wants to do. He just has a, made a conscious decision to spend a little less money than like I have or Jocelyn has on the game. Mm-hmm. And that is totally up to the player how much they want to invest in the game based on what they want to get back out of the game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you don't have to, like, you don't have to own a Ragnaros to hit Legendary. You just sure. don't. Well, you can to, play to, a zoo deck, a pirate deck, or whatever deck. There's yeah. all these decks that cost very little money. But if you want to play Control Warrior with all of the legendaries, then yeah, you got to spend some you money. Spend to the money to or get you have to put the time in. In the in the, the to Pat to Patrick's point, though, I think it's probably we're probably unanimous on the idea that I don't think Blizzard is in the business of quick uh, money grabs. They don't they don't come out and go. Hurry up, get the money as quick as we can, and then get out. Because all that does is lead to bad, bad, bad down the road uh, impressions, PR, all kinds of other issues. Like, that is not the kind of company they run. So I don't think any of this is about a fast cash grab. First of all, they're Well, a I also don't think that Ben Brode came into the office and was like, guys, we got to raise those prices. Right, right. Like, right. they have, you know, a, a, a finance team or whatever that looks at numbers and goes, well, this doesn't making sense to be selling the packs for this amount, and then somebody had to figure out what the new pricing would be. Yeah, and yeah. that's not Ben Brode who did that, right? And well, I'm not... guessing the game directors are part of that decision. I think. At well, I'm sure at the end head, he's got, he, you know, he's he's yeah. somebody who has to approve what's going to happen with his game. Yes, but yeah, he's not the one in charge of like figuring out what the new you know pound to dollar is. Um, that's definitely right. Not I don't, what I don't think it was a, a meeting where Brode and the finance people were like, all right, so. Next year, we're going to yeah. increase the prices and get and get three expansions a year, and we're going to swim in money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that's not how wow, wait. Can but I, that's I what people to... really think is going on. They, they really do. People really do think that that's exactly what's happening behind doors, and that. And, and I, you know, like you, like the the point you said. Uh, how long do you think this game is going to be a thing? I really don't think that's the case at all. I think this game is going to be viable for 20 years in a, in a way like magic is oh, right yeah, as course. long as yeah. blizzard wants to continue to uh you know yeah, i mean yeah. we're we're here like you know 11 years later with world of warcraft dude if we're it's looking at blizzard if we're, if we're trying to if we're trying to decide if blizzard intends to stick to a game for a long period of time one only need to look at their entire history every game they make they they support and build on and add on of forever course. you can still get diablo 2 patches for hell's sake like it's it's insane. So do you, so this no, is my, no my, different. My my point was I think in this case it doesn't hurt that it's going to make them a little bit more money as as you know Hearthstone is still is the, at the height of its popularity. And they're like, "Hey, so there's this exchange rate thing and and the the population is probably the the community is probably not going to be super happy if we increase the prices, but it's looking like it's going that direction. What do you think? And then they, they look at the numbers and like, yeah, but we it, it would also make us a lot of money. So it's like one more uh, uh, one more thing on the plus side, I guess. Yeah. You know, but it's don't not, you think, though, that also they're losing money if they don't make adjustments? Yeah, yeah, like, of course. They that's are, the issue. right? Like that's if, the they're, issue. if yeah. essentially they're selling their packs for cheaper than $1.99 because other other currencies have gone down in value. 
as they're, they're literally as losing they're money based on what they're supposed to be yeah. making, right? As they're so. reporting it uh, uh, from an accounting standpoint in the yeah. U.S., yes, that's so somebody's what like, yo, this doesn't make sense. We're supposed to make this amount of money based on this many sales, mm-hmm. and it's not what actually is coming in anymore. This so. isn't unusual in every other industry, so it shouldn't be that crazy here. Like everyone well, does this, they have to do this. That's what you do. And by the way. Um, if the dollar can go up even more, I'm super happy because I'm paid in dollars. So that's right. You know, Patreon is uh, <laughs> is giving company. me dollars. They, they so hate they hate euros. Euros are lame. Um, all right. <laughs> I wish it. that was the case for me. If the dollar goes up, it's just like, well, yeah, everything still costs the same. <laughs> yeah, it costs the me. same for me and you. No, you can. What you can do is come on a vacation in mm, in that's uh, true. Europe. Feel yeah. like a rich man. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I'll be. We'll, I need something to feel like a rich man. That's Jeez. right. <laughs> Just yeah, I gotta travel. I was to actually Europe. thinking about that. I was like, I should just move to Costa Rica and be a podcaster. You know? <laughs> yeah, those guys do good, man. Great, it's a cheap place to live. All right, well, there's your your Hearthstone update for the day, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it's gonna do it for the show. Oh, one final note here. Patrick put in a link we to. Don't have to. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna to. mention this. I want to mention this. So okay. we're always talking about how sometimes the community has a tendency to freak out, like this thing with Hearthstone, or you know, whenever there's a big change, or if everyone remembers, you know, real ID from 2000 or whatever it was uh you found this really old forum post from uh 10 years ago where it is an entire post dedicated to complaining that um that burning crusade ruins wow (laughs) and uh i just think it's funny i just want us all to remember that every time something new comes out this always happens somebody says this is the worst thing that could happen to the game or the games and then what happens later is everyone looks back fondly and says, oh, BC was the best expansion. I freaking loved it. Because your at-the-time reaction and your nostalgic reaction are not always in on concert with one another. And it's not really a problem. You can think whatever you want to think. But just some perspective this provided today was cathartic for me. So thanks for that link, Patrick. Uh, and you know what? Just to ruin it, I, I'm just going to tell you that it's usually the same in politics as well. It's so true. It's apply true. that to what you want. Apply it to all things pretty much, that have a strong opinion attached to them. And you've got it. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. Uh, those who are here live, you guys are great. Tip of the spear, man. We love you guys. And uh, everybody at home, we love you too. Just tiny bit less, but mostly the same. <laughs> uh, Patrick, why don't you tell people what's going on with you, your world, and your content this week? Hey, you know what? Uh, if you enjoyed the, the little bit of Zelda talk that we've done at the beginning of the show, you should definitely, absolutely go check out Pixels because uh, Scott and I talked about the Switch and how good it is and how not good it is and Zelda and a bunch of other things just this week. So uh, go check it out. It's available at Frenchspin.com and it's the latest episode of Pixels. And then you can go follow me on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm not Patrick on both those platforms. Yes, those competing platforms. Go check them out. Also, Dills, what's going on right now for you, buddy boy? Um... I mean, just streaming a lot. Oh, I I updated. So anybody who tries to check me out and I've been telling you forever to go to twitch.tv slash Willie Dills SF. Scratch that. It is now twitch.tv slash Willie Dills. Nice. How did you get it? Now you can change your name. Yeah, they have a name change. I did the same thing. I already had the other one. So I did Ah. have to actually like contact somebody and have them swap it over for me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm no longer a weirdo who lives in Texas with an SF at the end. <laughs> I wish they did auto forwards, but I understand why they don't. Um, I guess I had the same thing. Mine was Frog Pants underscore Scott, and then they yeah. like, I was able to get Frog Pants, so they got converted, and I had to tell everybody. And it's a slight pain, but not too big a deal. Um, it it does, yeah. It d- like there was a lot of 
weirdness where I forgot to update it in this place or yeah. whatever, right? And mm-hmm. so people are clicking a link that's broken and that kind of stuff sucks. But this is part of the deal. It's better to just have done it now, rip the Band-Aid off. No more SF at the end of the name. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, lots of streams, lots of Hearthstone. we doing a stream today and uh, some heroic tavern brawl. Nice. And then, of course, it's South by Southwest right now in Austin, Texas. So a bunch of Diamond Club people are here in town. And uh, so I'll be hanging out with all of them. And maybe there will be some live stuff with that. I don't really know. So I, I guarantee shenanigans will be filmed at some yeah. point. Just check out like at Willie Dills. And I'm sure if I'm uh, if I'm out somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, you will hear about it on Twitter. Nice. Uh, you can find me at Scott Johnson. Of course, the uh, show and all other Frog Pants shows at frogpants.com. Uh, hopefully we'll see Terpster next week. He's at the underscore T on Twitter and uh, more shows like this over there. Frog Pants, like I mentioned, and don't forget the uh, streaming channel for this and all other shows is twitch.tv slash frog pants. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick and for Dills. We'll see you next time. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.